Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Hey, good morning, good morning, everybody, and happy new year. Way to start 2019 out. Hey, what a great time in worship already, amen? I'm just going to sit down and call Pastor Dave back up here. So I'm getting blessed by, I'm getting blessed by that. <laughs> hey, listen, we're so excited to kick off the year with all of you, and thanks for coming out. Setting, setting things in the right order. I mean, start your year out. I want to encourage you just to be consistent. Get things in alignment with God, and he blesses that. So way to go being out here this morning, everybody. Excited about what comes up. You already saw, I think, that, I, think I made the longest announcement ever on the Tree TV thing. And it's just always funny seeing yourself on the screen for that long. It's like, well, I, put, I lost a lot of weight, but I put a lot of it back on right there. That's always a joy. Now, what happened? I got one eyebrow. Did you notice that? I had one eyebrow going on. That's weird. And I got this weird tooth in the bottom that's like glowing in the dark. And so anyways, though, I got a lot to work on. I got a lot to work on this year, but hey, God's a good and faithful God, and we're excited what 2019 holds. If you miss any announcements or you want to know what's going on, you can go to the website and get your MyTLC account. That's a great way for us to keep up with you, you to find out what's happening. You can find out the groups that are going to be starting here uh, at the end of January, beginning of February. Find out what's there for you. Get signed up. You can keep up with your giving record. You can set up recurring giving, all kinds of things. So make sure you do that. We don't want you to miss out on anything that's happening here. Uh, we're really excited about 21 days of, of prayer and fasting. That So many things happen throughout the year that we know are attributed to our time of giving God the first part of this year. So we want to encourage you guys, if you've never done that before, really push through. Sacrifice, it's worth it. God honors sacrifice. And so if you can't come be with us at 6 to 7, Monday through Friday, or 8 to 9 on Saturday, then jump online or find some time to set aside to spend time in prayer. You can go online and see the prayer calendar. And also, we in January, we add fasting to it because we really feel that's such a powerful spiritual discipline. And it's not just a food fast. You can find out all the information on there. It's just denying yourself of something to discipline yourself and then tune the voice of God in a little bit more. It might be a fast. Like, can I just encourage everybody, a social media fast would probably be really good at this time or whatever that looks like for you and your family. Just jump on board with us. We know this will be our best year ever if it's our best year spiritually. Amen? It's how it works. So I'm excited about all that. Looking forward to the series we're kicking off. And so um, it is Mission Sunday, so appreciate uh, the guys out there, the, the team working and making uh, the meal. If you uh, don't have lunch plans, you need to eat lunch here. If you do have lunch plans, you need to cancel them and eat lunch here. So they, they hey, can I tell you, at 4.34 or 4.30 in the morning on Saturday, the pit crew was up here cooking those pork loins at like 38 degrees outside, but they were huddled around, like hugging that big old cooker out there because it was so cold. But man, they were out there working hard. What a great meal. And everything goes, um, everything that you uh, eat, money goes to missions. And so uh, just make yourself available to that or be a blessing in that capacity. And of course, it is Mission Sunday. So at the end of the service, we take up an offering. You can give in there as well. All right. Hey, are you ready for the word? Let's go. I mean, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Get your Bibles out. Turn to John 17. Super excited about the series. And it's always interesting how you know, you get ready and see what God wants you to start the year off with. You're kind of setting the tone. You're kind of getting things in order. And it kind of started happening to me August, September. Something started dropping in my heart that I've called the series called One. And it's this uh, picture of unity that we see in the scripture. And it's, our, it's, it's walking united with God. Or let me say, let me use the word alignment. Walking in alignment with God and his plan and purpose. And then walking in unity with each other. Um, we'll talk about things through the course of the series like uh, unity in a church. We'll talk about what that looks like and how that impacts around us. We'll talk about we're blessed to have such a diverse. Don't you love the diversity here at Tree of Life Church? I mean, celebrating all the things. Looks like heaven. 
Looks like heaven to me, so we'll talk about all that. We live in a world that is just, uh, has a lot of uh, diversity, tension, and things like that. So we'll look in the scripture, um, just make sure we're all tracking with God's plan and purpose. And so some great things going on. But when, when I was kicking, figuring out the first, the first installment, I'm like, okay, how do we get this going? I want to talk about being one with God. And what does that really look like? What does that mean? Because... When I think about that, and I'm looking in scripture, I'm thinking about this salvation piece, and when we get saved, we give our heart to Jesus, and the Bible says we, we get adopted into the family of God. We're now sons and daughters of God, which we love, that join heirs, and there's this idea that, does that make us one with God? Well, in one sense, a spiritual sense, that we've been recreated in God's image, but you and I still have our own free will. And, and so it's like the, the picture would be like this, my wife and I are in a covenant together, and God put us together and made us one but we can each go our separate ways. I mean, I mean I'm laughing. I'm trying not to look at it. We can each go our separate ways. It's just, it happens because we have our own free will. I have a family and, uh, with two daughters, and so the four of us, and uh, we're the Duncans. And so if you've heard me talk to my girls, a lot of times you'll hear me just call them Duncan. Uh, most of the time I forget their name, but Duncan. And just because it's just this re... Uh, I want them to hear again and again, you're part of something greater than yourself. You're part of a family and your actions matter. And, but they're teenagers, as any kid, teenager can, they'll go their separate ways, make their own choices. And so it really didn't seem like when I'm talking about this picture of one that we're just really focusing on a salvation experience. And that is the first part, but we're talking about everything that happens afterwards. So what does that look like? So let's take a look in John 17 and see what the scripture says. That's our starting point on verse 21. It says, and this is Jesus as he prays. He's praying to the Father. He prays a prayer for the followers or his followers. He says, I pray that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And I thought that's such a powerful scripture because we talk about the... the, the uh, uh, the topic or the idea of unity coming together and, and how wonderful that is for you and I and my marriage is together, my family's together, my church is together, it's all nice. But the real purpose of unity is to make a difference in the world. Unity reveals to people that God sent his son, Jesus. That's what the Bible says. So there's a lot of wonderful things to be in unity or to be as one, if you will, but the biggest reason for you and I to walk in that, and this is important, is so that the world will know that God sent Jesus to embrace them. And so therefore, God is going to do what he can do to enable us or empower us to walk as one with him. So let me use the word alignment. So basically what we're trying to do is we've given our life to Christ. And so the rest of our life on the earth, we need to get our life in line with God's plan and purpose. We need to be aligned with God, if you will. And, and, and you know, I, I, love this, I love this idea of unity and how we can walk a, lot, a life in line with the purpose and promise of God. Let's take a look, in fact, at James 4, 8. Here's what it says. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm already saved. I gave him my, my heart and my life. And I'm, am I not already there? And, and yes, again, my, my salvation is there. I've, I've received him as Savior and Lord, but now I'm living a life on the planet. I'm not in heaven yet. And so while I'm here, I need to live a life in line with God's will and way. And so I need to keep pressing into God and he will draw near to me. You realize that the promises of God are amazing. Don't you like the promises of God? Amen. Amen. I love the promises of God, but every promise has a process. 
This is the reality. The only thing that doesn't have a process to it is your salvation, meaning you can't work your way into heaven. It's a free gift. You have to invite him. That's the work you do. And then invite him in to be your savior and Lord. But then from that point on, everything that you walk in and obtain the blessing and promise of God has a process attached to it. And we should understand that. It's not really any different here. You don't get something for nothing typically. And in fact, I'm just reminded by looking on the screen and said, wow, I can go back on my diet. And can I say this right now? Uh, dieting doesn't count as fasting. Okay, so there's like, oh, I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone. I'm gonna, you know, it's like, no, you found something else to fast then. So anyway, so we're, we're, we're trying to get things in order. We're gonna get our life in order. I'm gonna go back on the diet, do all these kind of things. And so, because I want, I want to look better. I want to be healthier. I want all that stuff. But you realize there's a process to it. And therein lies our struggle. We love the promise or we love the outcome, but we don't like the process. And, and I, I'm making a, a different resolution this year. And I'm going to not just diet this time. I'm going to get in shape because I'll be honest with you. I want to, I want to feel good. I want to look good. I, I, want, I want some biceps. I mean, I, want to, I mean, Pastor Dave's not in here, but I, Pastor Dave's got some biceps, man. I mean, I want to be able to buy those really two small shirts. And I want to raise my hand to worship God and kind of flex a little bit. Jesus. I want to do all that, right? I want biceps, but can I tell you, I like burgers. I like burgers. I like biceps, but I like burgers. And, you know, I want my, I want my wife to say, oh, what a man. What a man. But I like what a burger. I mean, it's like, where does that work? So it's work. There's a process to get to the promise. And so just pretty much in everything in life. And so we got to figure that out. And so, uh, for example, we see that all throughout scripture, process before promise. And so um, help me out here because you can finish this for me. If you've been in church uh, a while, uh, the Bible says to ask and you shall seek. Right. There's a process there. The Bible says to seek and you shall knock and the door will be open. You have something to do first. So this idea of one really is maybe an idea of alignment. How do we get our life in line with God's plan and purpose? And, and what Jesus is talking about here is being in alignment, I believe, with him. And the more that we press into God, the more he presses into us. And in fact, let me, let me give you an example of that. Uh, Pastor John, could you come up? Pastor John? Pastor John, he's a volunteer that's on staff because they have to come back next week. You have to come back next week now, all right, because you, you work here. Okay, so, uh, so Pastor John, this is a great illustration because you get to be God. So blessings to you. And so um, you still have to come to work tomorrow. And uh, so, so here's the idea here. Come close to me, I'll come close to you. This idea of alignment, because the reality is, and what we're seeing in Scripture is, if I stand next to John here, technically I'm in line with John. I'm just in a line like this. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about not being in a line in a partnership per se where we can see things on our own and make our own decisions. We're talking about being in alignment where we're trusting God. And really all we do is see God. I don't know if you can see me or not. John, put your arms out for a second. Yeah, put your arms. Okay, now flap them up and down. Is that cool? Is that cool? Okay. That's just, that was fun. It has nothing to do with anything. It's fun for me. It's fun for me. Uh, so it's like, so it's this idea. Have you ever been at a stoplight behind a truck? And you don't even know when the light's going to turn color because you can't see the light. And so you got to wait and what's going on there. That's the idea, I believe, that's being painted here. In fact, thanks, John. Go ahead and take a seat for now. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, give him a big applause there. He had to come up anyways, but you can applaud him. You can applaud him anyways. Uh, so here's the picture in John 14, 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. One of the disciples talking to Jesus. Hey, we just want to see the Father. Father God, so show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. 
So Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father? Alignment. And the Father is in me. Alignment. The words that I say do not speak on my own authority. Alignment. Rather, is the Father living in me. Alignment. Who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am aligned with the Father and the Father is aligned in me or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. And that's so key because we can say it all we want, but it really is in what we're doing more than what we're saying. So Jesus says, people will know the Father or they'll see my alignment with God when I do what he's asking me to do. It's our alignment with the assignment that reveals the plan and purpose of God to people. And and for you and I, it opens the doors that cannot be opened otherwise. Uh, It says in verse 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus says, I'm in alignment with my Father. In a sense, if we could go back to the illustration with John standing here and me behind him, you couldn't even see me. And, And that's the picture that we need to present to the world. We're in line with God when they see me. They don't even see my life, they see the Father. And that's what we're trying to do, to not live our life for ourselves with our own way, wills, and ideas, but to get on board with what God has, because what God has is always better than what you want, or what you can do, if I could say it that way. In fact, God has an assignment for your life that has a blessing attached to it that you won't walk in the blessings unless you're in alignment with your assignment, but we, because our human nature, we want to chart our own course and ask God to bless it when he has a path for you that's already blessed. We just need to get in alignment with what God is doing and wanting us to do. And so I'm in alignment with my assignment. So how can, I, how can I be one if I'm doing my own thing? And you can tell when things are out of alignment, right? You can tell in your car. It's pulling to the right. It's pulling to the right. Pulling to the left. My tires are getting more. You can tell in your own life when things are out of alignment. Now, how many of you believe God has something great for you to do? Amen. God has something great for all of us to do. Now, it's easy to say that at church. We're good at that. We're good at saying that. We're good at that all the time. We come to church and people say, how are you doing? And we're responding, I'm fine and finish this for me. They say, I'm blessed and highly. I'm first and not the. I'm the head and not the. I'm above and not. God is good all the time and all the time. Thank you, Christians. We know that. We can have the worst day ever and be saying that. We don't have to even, we can miss a whole conversation that pop up and all of a sudden we go, oh, we got it. We can finish that one. And so the problem is when we leave this place, it's getting our life in line with what God has, not just the words of our mouth, because when we leave this place, we don't always feel that way because then we start thinking about all the things that we've done. We think about all the things that would disqualify us. We think about all the the places we've been. We think about all the mistakes we've made. And so we say that, but we don't always live that. How how can we? How, how we? How do we? How do we turn that around? How can we turn that around? Well, here's what the Bible says. I didn't, I didn't put this in your notes, but Philippians 4, 8, 9 says this. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. Think on these things. You know what the Bible's saying? Get your thoughts in alignment with God's thoughts. But then it doesn't stop there. It goes on to say this in verse 9. Whatever you have learned, received, or heard from me, put it into practice. Do it. 
and the God of peace will be with you. What he's saying is just get your thoughts in alignment with God's thoughts, get your actions in alignment with God's actions, and the result of the process is the promise, which is peace will be with you, which is what we all want anyways. But peace does not come by pursuing our own assignment. Peace comes by getting in alignment with God's assignment, and then God opens doors you could never open for yourself. God blesses you in ways you could never be blessed. And so the, the thing we have to keep in mind is that we have to get in alignment with our assignment. So we need to align our thoughts. And I think that's probably the biggest struggle is we need to make sure our thoughts are in order and we can get in alignment with God that way. So let me give you a couple of things. Number one, we need to think good thoughts. The Bible says fix your thoughts. We need to fix our thoughts. Think good thoughts. And that's a big deal because we live in such a negative world. We're super, super self-critical. I watch myself on the video there or whatever, super critical. That's just our human nature and, and people at work are saying things and we live in such a negative world. And the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It is important what you think and we need to think good thoughts. We get excited in here and then we go out there and we start thinking bad thoughts. We start thinking differently. We, we, we disqualify ourselves because we think about ourselves. We think of where we've come from. We think of what we did, what we've done. We, we think we're not good enough, and we think we're, we, we've done too much bad things. Uh, we, we, we think it's for someone else, or we think it's for them and not for me, or it's for my parents, or it's for our neighbors, or, well, they're good people and I'm not, and we think so many crazy things. And here's part of our, and here's, here's part of our problem. We compare ourselves, Right? Uh, why do we compare our assignment with somebody else's assignment? God called you to do something and he called them to do something. He's not wanting you to get in alignment with their assignment and he's not asking them to get in alignment with your assignment. But we live in this comparison culture. Why? Because of social media. Instagram. Can I tell you, Instagram life is not real life. Right? I mean, we all know that, right? I mean, we all know that. You've seen the pictures. Oh, that's, that's just a perfect picture and then hashtag no filter. Hashtag you lie. <laughs> Come on. What you don't know is it took him 25 photos to get the one good one. And what you don't know about the family phone, look at that perfect family. They had to threaten their kids with beatings or bribe them with candy to get them to smile and be still. It's not the real deal there. I gotta post the real stuff out there. But here's even the sad thing about that that perfect couple on the picture, what you may not know is they may be sleeping in different rooms. You have no idea. It's not the real deal, but it creates this comparison thing within us. And the Bible says when you compare things, you're foolish. When you compare your assignment with someone else's assignment, you're foolish. God created you, gave you a calling and a gifting to do something specific, unique, and great for you to do. And so we need to get in alignment with our assignment and not compare ourselves with other people. How many times do we write ourselves off of what God wants to do with our lives because we look at what he's doing in somebody else's lives? But God didn't call you to get in alignment with them. He called you to get in alignment with him and what he's called you to do. Get in alignment with your assignment. That's the blessing for you. That's what's there for you. He's called you to something great. Take a look in Exodus 14. I love this passage. Exodus 14, verses 13 through 16. Moses is leading the children of Israel out of Egypt after 400 years of captivity. And so they're at the Red Sea. They're facing the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army is behind them. And the people are like, we're going to die here. And they're like, Moses, you can read it. Verse 12, why did you bring us out here in this place to die? It would have been better if we would have stayed in Egypt. At least that the way we were living there as slaves was a living 
We're not here facing death. And you should have just left us alone. And you can read that in the previous scriptures. But Moses answered the people and said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. How many of you ever prayed that prayer? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so the, the Lord will fight for you and you need only to be still. Verse 15 says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? I gave you an assignment. Tell the Israelites to move on. And now wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm confused because 13 says, uh, 13 says to stand firm. 14 says to be still. And 15 says to move on. What are you talking about, God? Well, if you go back and study the scripture, God had them on an assignment and was leading them out. And so he said, stand firm. He said, don't worry. Just trust me. Where's your confidence? I got this. Stay on the assignment. And then verse 14, he said, be still. He didn't say stand still. And if you look at the original word in the Hebrew, it means to calm down. Calm down. Relax. Be quiet. Don't worry. And then in verse 15, he says, keep moving. What is he saying? Stay in alignment with your assignment. I got this. And then verse 16, amen, verse 16 says, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. He wasn't leading them around. He was gonna go right through the obstacle in front of them and he was gonna use the things they had in their hand. And Moses is like, you mean the staff I've had like half my life that you gave me? Use that, raise my hands, are you sure? That's can I tell you, God has equipped you for your assignment. He's given you what you need. Just stand firm. Trust him. Just be still. Calm down a little bit, maybe. And then move on. Keep moving on in your assignment. Stay in alignment with your assignment. God's given you what you need. Trust him. Trust him. I love this because it leads me into the second point. Think God thoughts. Think God thoughts. See, I'm looking at where I'm at in life and I think, wow, there's no way I can do this. I'm looking at 2019 and the things that God's put in our heart and the vision. There's no way we can do this. And I'm thinking, how is that ever going to happen? We can't do this. And the the reality is you can't do it, but God can. But God can. Because the Bible says with God, all things are possible. Just stay in alignment. Because the first thing the people, the children of Israel wanted to do when they came to an obstacle was get out of alignment and try and find another way around. Can I tell you, when God sets your course, he doesn't change his mind. His assignment's his assignment. And so we make decisions all day long, but our decisions need to be made in line with God's word and God's will and God's way. Not trying to find our own way around our own purpose. You have to understand, uh, that, you, you have to understand that you don't have to understand him. He's God. You trust him. You don't have to understand him. You don't have to see what's going on. You just need to stay in alignment with your assignment. I heard this illustration uh, used one time. I'm going to use it today for this. And it's um, about Einstein's theory of relativity. I just, in a nutshell, let me sum it up for you. Time and speed. Einstein says time and speed are relative to the objects that are measuring them. Time and speed are relative to the objects that are measuring them. So let me ask you this question. How fast am I going right now? It's the fast, the speed of stupid, I think, right there, obviously. It's like, it, it was better in my mind. Okay. So it's what you would say to that. Your perspective says, I'm standing still. But if you understand how fast our earth is spinning, to rotate completely in 24 hours, it's spinning at 1,000 miles per hour. And, and then our earth is rotating around the sun. So for the earth to revolve around the sun once every 365 days, it's moving at the speed of 66,000 miles per hour. 
and then our earth and sun is moving within our, our, our galaxy, if you will, at 438,000 miles per hour, and then our galaxy is moving within the universe at 1.2 million miles per hour. Can I tell you, your perspective is I'm standing still, but I'm going pretty stinking fast right now. So understand what Einstein says. Einstein says, the problem is when we assume that what we see represents reality. When we assume that what we see represents reality. See, God operates on a much bigger scale. God has no bounds to him. Man does. So you need to stay in alignment. You don't have to see it all, understand it all. You just move close to God. He moves close to you and you stay right there. Like I would keep my nose right on his back and say, I can't see what's in front of me, God, but I trust you because you see a whole bigger picture. And if this is my assignment, I'm staying in alignment because I trust you. Let me illustrate this way. Uh, Hey, John, I'm going to use you again, all right? Come on. I'll give you a day off tomorrow. Oh, wait, you got jury duty. (laughs) I'll pray for you. John is 49 years old. So I picked a man for this illustration. I got in trouble with a lady's age. So right here is the beginning of a timeline when John was born. And over here, way, 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 way out in the future, way out in the future, because he has many, many more wonderful years on the earth, is the time that he graduates to heaven. So John is right here on the timeline. So God sets a plan, an assignment for our life. From the beginning of time, the Bible says, a timeline, a line for us to be on in life. This is God's alignment. This is his line. And then we have, because we are human, we can only do one thing on the timeline, and that is move forward whether we want to or not, because every day is a new day. You cannot stop time and you cannot move backwards. You cannot physically move backwards on your timeline, but here's what you can. You can move backwards emotionally and you can move backwards spiritually. That's why we need to make sure we're we're in the word every day. That's why we're praying every day to make sure we're built up spiritually. That's why we're renewing our mind with the word. So we're, we're, we're where we need to be emotionally. But physically, you can't. So you're moving forward. Take it like two more steps. So you're moving forward on your timeline. I'm saying in alignment. Now, God can move outside of this. God can move uh, forward. He can move backward. He can move front, back. He can move up, down. He can move anywhere he wants to move. God is not bound to those things. Now, you can't see him, and you can only move one way. But when you need help, in your, on your timeline or in your alignment, God can move anywhere, anyway, anyhow he wants when he hears your prayer to get the provision you need in your life and drop it somewhere on your timeline that you can't see it, but you just trust him. And as long as you stay in alignment with your assignment, you will walk into that provision that God has provided for you. But listen, that provision is not outside of your alignment. And that's our frustration. So when we get outside of alignment and we're looking for God's provision, provision, God's like, no, I provided for you already. I've given you what you need. Stay in alignment with your assignment. I'm not providing for things out here that you want to do or this. Stay in and you'll have the best life you can. You won't have to ask anything. And here's what, here's what we do, however. Let's turn this way. We, no, you're, you're right. We, we want to do this. Why? Because we want to see what's going on. Why? You, because what you're seeing is not necessarily reality. Remember the example about the speed? You need to just be okay like this. And wherever he goes, wherever he goes, I'm, not, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm just looking right here. Because when we get outside and we start wanting to line up with him or we start doing this, 
(laughs) We're going to start making our own decisions based on our own ability. And based on the finite things that we can operate in when God operates on a much bigger scale. Stay in alignment with your assignment. That's where God's provision is. Amen. That's where his blessing is. There's a promise on the other side of the process. So don't stop. Don't stop. Okay, and the last one I got to give you is this. Number three, think grateful thoughts. Think grateful thoughts. I love this idea. I know people, I mean, we all know people, right? People that have been grateful. Everything's grateful. In fact, they're so aggravating. They make you so mad. You're grateful about everything. Why don't you get mad about something every once in a while? It doesn't matter what it is. And it's like, well, that turned out really bad. Well, I'm just thankful. I got Jesus, right? You're grateful for everything. Aren't you glad for those grateful praying moms that frustrate you from time? Not mine. No way. Uh Uh-uh. No. (laughs) I'm grateful for a grateful mom. But listen, you can't shake somebody that has has speaking gratitude and thinking gratitude all the time. Or they're thankful about it. It doesn't matter what's happened in life. Well, praise God, I'm blessed. Praise God, I'm saved and going to heaven. If this doesn't turn out the way that I hope, I'm going to be celebrating with Jesus. Well, I don't know what happened here, but I know on this side, God must have something better for me because he's a good God. I'm grateful that I'm saved. I'm grateful that I had another breath today. Gratefulness. It reminds me of the story of this lady. This lady just lived her life that way. She was just a grateful lady. She's uh, later on in years, this old lady uh, living in this home and, and everybody knew her. It was just, was just that lady, grateful for everything, praying, thanking Jesus for everything. And then one day a, a man moved in next door to her that was an atheist and, and he heard her on the front porch he, with her windows open. He heard her giving Jesus thanks for everything and glorifying God for everything. But she was on a limited income. She didn't have any family. And so she's asking God one day, she's like, Lord, I don't have any more groceries. I don't have the money to go buy what I need. And I'm just going to trust you, God. I'm thankful that I have another day. I'm just going to trust you for provision, Lord. And he heard her pray that prayer. And he thought, he thought, I'm going to prove her wrong. And she's praying this prayer, but I'm going to prove her wrong. She's asking for help from God. And God, there's no God. So he went to the store and bought all these groceries. And he went and put them on her front porch and he knocked on the door. Then he went around the side to hide and she went and opened the door and saw all these groceries. He's like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for providing. And he ran out of the bushes. He said, hi, I got you. And he said, she, he said, God didn't provide those things. I provided those things. There is no God. And so she raised her hands and said, thank you, Jesus, for providing all these groceries and making the devil pay for it. <laughs> Grateful. You can't mess up somebody who knows how to be grateful. Man, you want to stay in alignment, learn how to be grateful when it doesn't go the way you thought. Have a grateful heart. Be grateful for everything. You know who knows that well? David, David in the Bible. Bible says in Acts that David was a man after God's own heart. And it was because he was after God's own heart. So he went through some pain. He made some mistakes. He went through guilt. He went through shame. He went through brokenness, a broken heart. But he still wrote Psalms 23. Let's take a look at Psalms 23, one through six. Here's David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. But listen to how he words then verse four. Verse four, he's describing. And even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil for you are with me for your rod and your staff they comfort me he went from he 
third person to you first person. He went from talking about God to talking to God. When he was in alignment and he reached the darkest of valleys, that's when he got the closest to God. We need, when we get in those moments on our alignment, on our alignment with our assignment, and we find opposition and we find obstacles, those are the times that we get the closest to him. We stop talking about him or to him. We start, we start talking to, with him. I love that about David. He goes on to say this. This is a very interesting scripture right here. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love this picture here. And here's how I see it. Being a person with a heart of gratitude. You know, when you're in alignment with God, he said there, he goes, he leads me. He's saying, I'm staying in alignment no matter what. I'm staying in alignment. And he leads me to these places. And in the midst of these places, there's obstacles. The enemy's always trying to derail you, distract you. He wants you to get out of alignment with God. And so David says, in those moments, that's when I lean and depend on him the most. I press into him. And so I need, I need a couple of volunteers. Josh, would you come up? David, would you come up? Uh, Marcus, would you come up? Jeff, would you mind coming up? Come on up, guys. I know you don't all work for me, but you love me. Thank you. Obviously. Amen. Okay. So, hey, why don't uh, Josh and Dave and Jeff, why don't you guys come over here? Um, just stand right over there for a second. Right over there for a second. Okay. So these guys are the obstacles in my life. I'm trying to stay locked in with God. I'm on, I'm on alignment. These guys are, are, are mean and they're there to disrupt me, to distract me, uh, to bring hurt to my life. So they are the haters. <laughs> Did you boo them? First service didn't do that. You guys are the unsaved crowd. No, I'm just kidding. So, but, but Marcus, again, is, is God. And so my, my job is to follow God. And so Marcus, go here. I'm on my, I'm on my alignment, my, my time with God. And so here's God moving forward, and I'm just, I'm just following God. Now, God knows there's obstacles in my life. God knows there's going to be opposition. But see here, because he's God, he's not going to steer me around him. He's going to steer me through them. Why does God need to go around an obstacle? Why does God need to avoid anything? In fact, God will steer me right through the middle of them when they pop up in my life because he knows that if I will trust him, I will get through them and I will grow and be better for it. And he knows because what the enemy means for bad, he can turn around to good. He knows his ability. I need to trust it. And so he leads me right through. So Marcus, would you just come back over here again? The other way. And so when I'm on my assignment, I'm in alignment with my assignment, I'm following God, and I find myself, as David described in that valley, I find myself facing that obstacle, and here's what happened. Guys, could you go, <clears throat> Jeff, could you get that stool with that stuff on there? Could you give Dave the water and give Josh the towel? Yeah. So I'm walking, I'm, I'm, I'm just in alignment with God, and there's an obstacle, and, and, and when I'm that close to God, I, I'm thankful in a sense that I can't see ahead. Because of my human nature, I would try to avoid it and try and figure a way around. But God wants to grow me through it. If I'm going to go through it, he wants to grow me through it. 
And so if I stay in alignment with God, he's not going to lead me around those things. He's going to lead me right through them if I'll trust him. And, the, and David said, in the midst of that valley, as I go through there, I know that you're with me. And then you prepare a table in the place of my enemies. And so here's what will happen is God leads me through it. Then in God's alignment, here's this place that I'll find myself in that my enemy. Could you just rub my shoulders a little bit? Okay. <laughs> preaching really, really hard. Preaching, preaching a lot harder than they're responding. I need a little help there. <clears throat> And then, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. It's a, well, it's a long road. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I need, need a little refreshing and I'm here in this valley. And hey, could you just pop that? Yeah. No, no, no. Come. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I needed that. But it was really hot. And Josh, could you just, yeah, don't mess my hair up. I went an hour working on it. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Are you getting a picture here? Hey, here's what God will do. He'll lead you through. You stay in alignment with your assignment. And when the enemies come, God will turn your haters into your helpers. Because it's God. You can trust God. You keep your eyes focused and stay in alignment with your assignment. And God will take care of you. Stand firm. Be still. But move on. And know that God goes before. This is how we fight our battles. God is a good and faithful God. Thanks, guys. Can we give these guys a big hand? God is a good God, and he's got a good plan for your life. Amen? You can trust him with everything. This is the year, 2019. Let's purpose in our heart. Let's dedicate ourselves. Let's position ourselves to get in alignment with God's assignment. And so we're embarking on 21 days. What, what is 21 days of prayer and fasting for? It's to move closer to God so he moves closer to you. It's so that you can tune his voice in so that you know that you're in alignment with the assignment he has for you. And so you need to learn to trust him. In the midst of opposition, there will be obstacles. The enemy will try and distract you and get you off assignment, get you out of alignment. But you stay close to God as you can, as close as you possibly can. And as David said, in even the darkest of valleys, you are there to prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.